So we're very fortunate here on the Cricket Podcast to welcome another great guest, uh, Toby Marriott from the Cricket District, a wonderful uh, social presence with all their magnificent content. Um, Toby, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. How are you going? No problem. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for the kind words about Cricket District. Um, it's great to be on and any excuse to talk about cricket is uh, yeah, it's a good opportunity. And we're looking forward to having our listeners and viewers learn more about Cricket District. Um, so we're looking forward to this. Um, firstly, we all, um, our listeners and here on the podcast, we like to know our guest journey with cricket. So tell us about your journey with cricket and, and mainly what cricket has taught you in your life. Sure. I was actually having this conversation the other day with someone about how I owe cricket so much as a sport. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I think um, cricket has given me so much opportunity and so much fun in my life that um, the reason I started Cricket District was was to kind of give back to that. Um, mm. But to go to, you know, to go to where my journey started in the sport, um, I've played cricket for as long as I could stand and hold a, hold a cricket bat. Um, cricket has been in my family for generations. Um, my, my dad played it, my grandfather played it. Um, and as far as we can go back in our family tree, cricket has been in the blood. So, um, yeah, started at a very young age. There was a lovely village cricket ground in, in Kent that was about half a mile down the road from, from where we lived uh, when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, started playing junior cricket there. Played my first adult match at about 10 years old, I think. Um, and wow. I've played village, <laughs> played village cricket ever since. Um, so, actually, yeah, I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. I think this is our something like our 15th season of playing village cricket together. So me and my old man, um, that's kind of where it started. And then, yeah, the journey has just been working in cricket throughout my, my kind of short career so far um, and playing it as much as possible. Um, I, have a, I have a serious mental issue where I, can, I can't say no to a cricket match. Um, <laughs> so I get out of the game and I play as much. Don't as we all? <laughs> Last summer, uh. I managed to squeeze in something like 30 games in about in just under two months um because yeah. i just while you can play you might as well play as much as you can yeah who has the better stats you or your dad oh good question uh i reckon now i'm just ahead of him but dad played a lot of cricket um he played a bit of kent second team and he played a bit of kind of minor celebrity cricket and that kind of thing um but actually I, no one can really you know pit the rest of my family i think my great great grandfather's uncle or something like that was lord harris whose painting is in the lord's in the wow. lord's long and stuff like that so um yeah i don't think we could beat his stats but no it's, it's been in the family forever and we just play out of the love for the game basically and what do you specialize in toby are you more of a batsman or a bowler uh neither i'm i'm <laughs> villager no i am um, i grew up i grew up kind of being an all-rounder and then yeah. um i think I, I tend to say that I think it's easier to go a full winter without netting and pick up a bat and hit a few runs than it is bowl and take a few wickets. I think you need that consistency of netting. And mm. since I've left school, since I've left school, my bowling has just dropped off the face of the earth, but actually yep. my batting is okay. Um, and, and look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The standard I play is, is proper village, old school village cricket. Um, but I like to think I get a few runs for my team. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I run the Saturday team and my dad runs the Sunday team. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's always fun to understand cricket stories from our guests and, you know, different indi individuals, different stories around the world. And it's, it's, really, it's really amazing to hear all these stories of how cricket runs in the family and how people are yeah. involved with cricket, isn't it, Shabir? Absolutely. Like my uncles, my father, they 
came here to the country in Australia in the seventies, and they they fell in love with cricket early, and it's sort of gone down to the kids. And you know, not a time goes by where we don't go to grandma's house and play a big game of backyard cricket. Very famous in the family, so. I get it. When it comes down from the family, it's really special. Um, Toby, I know you touched on this in your first answer, but can you provide a little bit more detail as to what inspired you to create the Cricket District brand and what and what did you want to get out of it? Of course, yeah. Um, I mean, firstly, uh, this, this sounds like a, a negative answer, but it's not, um, if you bear with me. It actually started out of boredom. Um, and firstly, I was I was bored at university. I had a really nasty Achilles injury the year I left school. And I went from playing loads of cricket, loads of hockey, football, everything, to doing nothing at all at university. And sport was my whole identity as a sportsman. And I was sitting in my first year dorm at uni and thinking, oh, I wish I could be playing sport. And the next best thing is to, is to be watching it. And on TV, it was the 2015 World Cup, which I'm sure you'll remember very fondly. Um, and I was looking at the online coverage of the tournament and thinking there was a real lack of creativity there. Um, and there was no one really producing engaging, fun content. Um, and I was looking at football and I was looking at the NFL and NBA and I was seeing all of this amazing sports content. Um, and I thought there was a real lack of creative content in cricket. Um, and so I started Cricket District, A, out of the boredom of my injury and B, out of the boredom of online coverage and editorial and endless analysis that formed cricket content online. So I started the page that I would want to follow as a fan. Mm. Um, and it was just a kind of side project that I would lend my time to when I could. Um, and then it's only really, I've only really taken it seriously over the last year or so, I'd say. Um, since lockdown began here, um, I decided to put a bit more effort, effort into it, design, you know, design a new logo, produce a bit more consistent content. Um, and it's been great. It's growing really nicely across all platforms. Um, really enjoying TikTok at the moment. Instagram yeah. is going really well. Um, and I try and just kind of focus on quality over quantity and just kind of um, people know that they're not coming to Cricket District for the latest scores and analysis. They can get that from Crick Info and elsewhere. Um, I, I like to think that they come to Cricket District for a kind of alternative take or, um, you know, a nicely designed graphic or a nice video and um, and I guess I think I think I realised over the last year or so that people enjoy watching a village cricketer fall over or take an absolute screamer at slip just as much as they do like watching Joe Root yeah. or Steve Smith score a century. Um, yeah. So I really try and champion the, the club cricket side of yeah. things. And, and what's one really cool thing is that Cricket District has kind of been the place to be for people to see those clips and to send in their videos. I think people have realised that if they send in their village cricket clips to Sky Sports or to ESPN, it's very like it's very unlikely to be picked up and shared. Whereas if they send it to me, there's a you know there's a high chance that I'm going to post it and they're going to go viral. Um, so that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how it started. And, and there's some the high high quality stuff in the village cricket world. Yeah. yeah, so you've graced us with some very good stuff. Your story is incredibly similar to mine because I had very serious hamstring injury and then eventually had to stop playing. And then I'm thinking, how do I stay involved in the game kind of thing? And that's where Crick Blog came about. It's like that engaging fan generated content. So great stuff, mate. It's brilliant. Oh, likewise. Likewise. Uh, I think you guys should be incredibly proud of what you've built as well. Um, and I think yeah. anyone who's kind of doing an alternative take on cricket and growing their own platform is, is hugely important for the growth of the game. So good on you. Look at us Aussies and Thank Englishmen you. being nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, that'll last until about November this year, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so today we thought we'll have a special feature um, where we discuss the best and 
you know, most beautiful or most amazing cricket grounds uh, and stadiums in the world. And you obviously have brought a new, um, new look into, into that, into that sector of cricket, because it, it wasn't previously explored and you cricket district comes along and brings this new series where they visit the best grounds in the world and the best stadiums in the world and bring the back, back end of how things work at, at those grounds. So, um, you have obviously traveled a lot around the world and in the UK. Uh, what would you say is the best cricket stadium or ground you have visited till now? Oh, good question. Um, funny enough, I've actually prepared a bit of a list, if that's all right. I thought you might answer that. Yeah, um, come prepared. Yeah, because I, I've been very, very fortunate over the last three or four years to be able to travel around the world and, and go to these beautiful places. Um, you'll probably be aware that I ran the, the Barmy Army social media for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, before I, I do what I do now. And uh, yeah, that's taken me all around the world. Australia a couple of times, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, South Africa, um, all on a free ticket, which is quite nice. Nice mm. way to spend early 20s. Um, so I thought I could give you a, a kind of top five if that works for you. Yeah, go uh, for it. Definitely. Cool. So in, in a number five, you've got Wormsley Cricket Ground. Um, absolutely stunning cricket ground, purpose-built by the Getty family um, and their millions, and it's beautifully designed. There's not an inch of grass that's misplaced, um, and it's an absolutely stunning place to visit. Um, they play a lot of minor counties games there, and there's a, a John Paul Getty 11 as well, which is, which is worth checking out. Um, and I think the, the Ruth Strauss Foundation are going to play some, some games there as well. So it's, it's a beautiful place um, situated in a valley, and there are lots of nice drone shots that, that Jack and I got of, of that place. Um, and it's got a very special ethereal feel to it. Mm. Um, in at number four, Adelaide Oval. Um, yeah. I remember just being absolutely stunned when I walked into Adelaide Oval 2017, Day night ashes test. Um, I thought we were going to win, but we bottled it as usual. Um, but absolutely beautiful ground, and I think that's the that's my favourite ground in Australia. Um, SCG yep. is close, but I think Adelaide Oval. I think that's on a lot of people's lists, and mm. for some reason, it gets the best sunsets as well. It's um, it's a stunning ground. So love Adelaide Oval. Um, three Newlands, um, Cape Town um, goes without saying. Table Mountain, absolutely spectacular. Um, it's a shame there's a bit of building work going on when when I was there with with the Barmy Army recently. Um, but it looks like that's going to be a fairly pretty feature and you can't really get past, you know, Table Mountain just being absolutely beautiful with the clouds sitting on top of it. It's um, pretty spectacular ground. Um, number two is Queenstown, New Zealand. Um, uh, you know, for me, the the prettiest international ground. I, I just think you, you walk out into it and you've got the... Um, the remarkables to the mountains and the planes taking off and yeah. um, lush grass and, and it, you know, an added element. They are just lovely, lovely people there as well. They looked after me very well when I was there. And I think of it very fondly. Um, and then in at number one, it's a little village called Linton and Lynmouth. Um, their ground is called Valley of Rocks. And uh, if you haven't seen our video on that, I'd be sure to check it out because for me, it sums up everything that's brilliant about village cricket. Um, they play loads of friendly cricket there. They've got one groundsman and his dog who do all the hard work um, all year round. And it's just, it's the most beautiful cricket ground I've ever been to. I've been lucky enough to travel around the world. And it's just, I think the fact that the village cricket ground um, obviously has an element for me as a village cricketer myself. But if you ever get the chance to go down to Devon uh, in the UK, it's, um, it's one that I would definitely check out. So yeah, those are my top five. Yep, definitely. And um, one thing I would like to tell you, uh, while we have you today is the way I came across Cricket District was through the beautiful stadiums in the World Series. And the first one I watched was the Valley of Rocks uh, and it was absolutely stunning. And that's how I came across Cricket District and that's how I became a fan of your you guys. So, and, and obviously the work you work you've done across 
uh, different, you know, different um, videos and different graphics to bring us cricket in a different manner. It's, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, as you said, absolutely. We, we, we have seen some beautiful stadiums in the world and beautiful grounds in the world. And it's, it's, what would you say makes a ground even better, even, you know, what makes a great stadium and ground in your, in your opinion? Gosh, good question. Um, I think atmosphere has got to be up there. I think there's, um, there's no point having a, having a brilliant cricket ground if the atmosphere isn't special. Um, and that's one unpopular opinion I think I have is that I didn't mention Lords on that top five. And I think that would normally be in everyone's list. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love it as a venue. But for me, it's actually not really what cricket is about. Um, I think a lot of people go there with corporate tickets and sit in their box and don't really watch much cricket. Instead, they're focused on drinking, a lots, of, drinking lots of champagne. Nothing wrong with that on your day off. Um, but for me, you know, I prefer to engage with the cricket, have fun, have a sing song like I did with the Barmy Army for a couple of years, um, engage with local fans um, and, and watch the game. So I think an atmosphere and good people makes it makes a stadium. Obviously, places like Queenstown and Newlands are blessed with beautiful backdrops. Um, but Adelaide, you know, it's a city, but it's mm. so beautifully designed. I think that adds, an, adds a real element and yep. the kind of combination between old school pavilion kind of look and feel and new stands and that kind of thing. I think it's, um, it's really well put together. And then the grass bank as well. I'm, I'm a, I love cricket grounds with grass banks because it just feels so much more social and you feel so much closer to the ground. I think that's why actually Palakali in Sri Lanka is one of my favorite grounds because you've got this, this huge mm. grass bank. Hagley Oval as well in New Zealand, apart from the pavilion is all grass bank. And that's a, a lovely atmosphere where you feel like you've, you've got the freedom to walk around, I guess. And I guess that's my gripe with, with Lords and, Perhaps the MC, MCG, the atmosphere is amazing, but you you feel a bit hemmed in and you can't go to the next block to see a friend or you can't walk around the, the stadium without being, you know, told told off by a security guard. And I think that's that's not necessarily what cricket is about, perhaps for the big T20 games, but for, for me, for my enjoyment, I like having a grass bank and a good yep. atmosphere. I know my wife has absolutely nothing to do with cricket, but if I were to take her to a game one day, it would be with, at a ground with a grassy bank, have a picnic yeah. while you watch the cricket. So that's really special. And a lot of the Australian cricketers, they were interviewed and they'd say Adelaide Oval was their best or their most favourite ground as well because they've combined old with new very, very well. So it's a very popular opinion you have there of the Australian ground. Um, yeah. In terms of stadiums and ground you'd like to visit in the near future, do you have any? I do. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to go to, to India and Pakistan. Um, those are two places that I unfortunately wasn't able to go with the Barmy Army just because my, my kind of tenure with them, there wasn't an India tour. Well, yeah. obviously was COVID, you know, but it's, you know, put a stop to fans being allowed there. So um, yeah, I mean, there are some places in Pakistan that I'd love to visit um, all over, particularly North, I think it's Northern Pakistan. Um, there are a couple of beautiful grounds. There was one that went viral recently. I think it's Gwadar. Yeah. Yep. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that looks absolutely stunning. Um, it kind of looks like the white cliffs of Dover here, but with a cricket ground beneath it. Um, so that looks pretty. And then India as well. I think it's called Dharam Shala. Sorry if I'm pronouncing yep, that. That's right. the one. Yep, that's the one. That, that's very, very popular. Um, and then equally to be, you know, I'd, I'd love to, 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 to discover more. I'd lo- I always love being sent photos of random cricket grounds in across the world and, and thinking wow that would be really cool to visit um you know there are a couple in 
in kind of um, national parks in, in Africa and, and Zimbabwe and that kind of thing that are kind of um, that I'd love to visit. And, and then there are a few in, in Scotland as well, which I'd love mm. to see in Ireland and that kind of thing. So I think we're very fortunate in this sport to have so many pretty places to, to watch and play the game. Yeah, absolutely. Any, agree. any, any grounds um, in the Caribbean on mine? Because I, I know mm. one, one ground I would like to visit is Sabina Park in Kingston, yeah. Jamaica. And that, that it's just because of the history and the way the, you know, cricket is played there just to watch the cricket, uh, cricket game at Sabina Park would be, uh, I believe would be absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Definitely. Yeah. Sabina Park kind of ticks all boxes, doesn't it? Cause you've got an amazing atmosphere, beautiful surroundings. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to the Caribbean. I, I'd, I'd say Kensington Oval was a really cool place to watch cricket. Um, I will say it was absolutely packed to the rafters of with English men and, and women. So I didn't really get much of a local atmosphere. Um, and then the same kind of, the same to be said for Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in Antigua. Um, it, there was a lots of, you know, there were a lot of England fans. I'm sure you guys know, like um, that's quite far out of the, the, the city um, and it's quite far out for local fans to visit. I, it was a very, you know, Antigua is, is a beautiful place, but I guess I would really like to see, I think England are going back there early next year. I'd really like to see them play cricket in less touristy places, if that makes sense. Um, so there's a bit more of a local atmosphere, but yeah, the Caribbean has got some, some beautiful grounds. Um, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to go to some smaller islands as well and discover those. And in terms of, um, the best thing you've seen in village cricket. So we'll just change the tone a little bit. I remember one guy going from fire leg to fire leg on his bike. Mm. I remember one, another bloke keeping with a cigarette in his mouth. So there's been some rippers. What's your favorite? Wow. Oh, there are so many. Um, there were a couple last summer, just fresh on my mind. Um, there's a local club here called Furl, which is only about 20 minutes from me. <laughs> I got sent a video. Their roller got stuck in the square and yes. they just decided and they, they just decided to carry on playing. <laughs> like just the most British thing ever. So the, the video, you've just got the bowler running in. It looks like a normal village cricket match. Bowler runs in, batsman hits it to mid-wicket. And you think a fielder's about to pick it up and it just rolls towards a roller. <laughs> just sat in the middle of the... In the in the square so that's a favorite um i'd say i'd say i also like going way back the very first village cricket clip that i can remember that went truly viral was the one of the guy wearing a hockey mask um and he slips over once and everyone laughs and then he slips over again and he falls onto his own stumps um and that's like one of the most oh, iconic yeah, yeah. videos that's iconic i got something, mm. I got something like three and a half million views on cricket district on the, on the wow. facebook page it went crazy yep yep um, and then there's uh, i guess one that sums it up really nicely was one again last summer pouring rain um coming down you've got a little 12 year old wicketkeeper at, at, at the sticks and batsman sticks off and you then pan to slip who's probably about 50 years older than the wicketkeeper and he puts out his right hand and it sticks and it goes absolutely crazy so you've got you know you've got the mixture of young and old you've got the rain coming down you've got people wearing black socks and arm guards um and it's just a perfect picture of, of village cricket so yeah, those are a few of my favourites. But we get sent, honestly, yeah. my, my Instagram DMs are just full of videos. That's brilliant. Playing. And it's great. It's great. And not, I can't feature all of them, but it's really nice that the people are sending in their clips. And I try and respond to every single one and say, you know, thanks for sending it in because it's, it's a really nice community we've built. And it's a credit to you what you've built exactly. Like people know, yeah, I can go to Cricket District and send in my clips and get featured. I remember one, I think it might have been in Australia where first slip it was an older bloke. He dropped an absolute sitter straight at him and then the very next ball he takes one yeah. right down to his right one hand and so it's just 
yeah, these clips are and that really kind of, that, that, that's phenomenal. And you've got the cars beeping their horns in celebration, and the bowler just absolutely <laughs> loses it after the first drop and then goes crazy yeah. and gives the bat to send off in the second. It's just 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's great as well, I will, I will just say, is that like more and more clubs are filming their games now. It's becoming yeah. more and more. You guys have got Frogbox, I think, in Australia, and they're coming mm-hmm. over to the UK, helping clubs stream their games. And yep. of that, that just means more and more clubs are filming. There are going to be more great moments captured. Do you think of how many cricket games you've played in where something brilliant has happened and you've thought, oh, I wish that was being filmed? That's just going to keep going, keep going. And obviously, that's going to grow the sport because more people are going to see how much exactly. fun this game So it's really exciting. Definitely. Yeah. And the, the, the first village cricket clip I saw, the way I was introduced to village cricket in England was um, a batsman hitting it in, in the mid-on region and then slightly overweight player comes up across and it goes through him and then the player backing up sort of throws it into his backside and that, that's the first one I saw. And yes. then obviously, you, you obviously cricket district 11 last year went viral as well. The wicket keeper who tried to get a run out that that's that's that was absolutely hilarious Fred yeah that was that was brilliant and and I just I remember saying to him um Fred I'm so sorry but I know that's getting a million views I know that's going viral <laughs> um yeah I mean I I set up the cricket district 11 just as basically me and a few mates um mm. wanting to play cricket and wanting to to produce nice quality highlights and put them on cricket district for people to watch basically um and Fred bless him he's been my friend since since school and he's just the biggest cricket badger I know and he absolutely loves the game and um yeah that very first one the fact both batsmen are stranded at one end and he decides to throw the ball at the stump instead of taking the bails off um but that just kind of that was the very first over of the very first match and it kind of set the tone for what we're all about we don't take ourselves too seriously that's all right um and again, I've had so many messages about people, club A, clubs asking for fixtures against us. I must have had about 100 emails over the last few weeks and people wanting to play as well. People are desperate to play in the Cricket District 11. So that's quite a cool concept that we've got going on. We kind of want to be the first YouTube cricket side um, yeah. and play games and maybe do a tour to Australia. Who knows? That would be quite cool. That'd be awesome. I think cricket's a game you've got to laugh at yourself. Otherwise, uh, you get depressing. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So just last question on the Cricket District brand. Where do you see Cricket District going from here in the future, let's say in five or 10 years' time? Uh, I just want to keep growing the community, to be honest. I think there are some really exciting things happening in cricket uh, on digital. You've got lots of people starting to produce YouTube content, high-quality videos. Um, The fans community now is really strong, and I think there's uh, a lot more access for fans to players than there previously was. Um, I always tend to think as cricket kind of three or four years behind football here in terms of the digital aspect of things. And you look at the way football has grown and the amount of high quality content in that sport. That's kind of where I'd love to see cricket go and have more fan engagement and more interesting people around and more diverse um, content out there. In terms of cricket districts, yeah, I just want to keep building it. Um, I I kind of, I'm, I'm really proud of the community we've built so far. And I think I'm often... I think people are often um, so focused on numbers and growing their audience and, and getting big, getting lots of views. And I'm kind of like, actually, I want to cater for my audience right now. People who have followed me for a couple of years, I want to produce good content for them, not just to get lots of clicks and get lots of people involved. So I guess I want to keep producing quality content. Um, it's lovely that you've said such kind words about the Beautiful Cricket Ground series, because those don't necessarily get hundreds of thousands of views Mm. um like you might get elsewhere 
but I do feel like it's kind of premium content that's created by fans and I'm really proud of that. So I'd love to produce a few more of those, keep the Cricket District 11 going um, and yeah, just kind of grow the community and, uh, and see where it takes us. But it's, um, it's a passion project of mine. I'm sure like, like this is for you guys and just doing it and talking about it is a lot of fun. So if I can continue to do that, if I can keep doing that, then that's, that's the goal really. Absolutely. That's Absolutely lovely fantastic. answer. Yeah. Um, so just shifting towards international cricket a little bit, um, I saw that James Vince performed very well in the first round of the county championship and he's having a big 2021 across formats. Is there a chance he'll get back into the England side sometime soon? Do they take a deep breath and say, oh, do we try this guy again? Uh, deep down, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, I don't think that's, I, I think they've, they've moved past James mm. Vince. Um, the one thing I will say is it's, cricket twitter particularly in the uk i just find so bizarre because james vince will score 230 and half of the comments are negative about him playing too many cover drives and it's like what are you talking about this guy's just played a beautiful innings just like respect it as it is or just say like wow what a fantastic fantastic knock he's played for his county and kind of leave it at that but everyone's always like it's, it's all it always happens the first person who gets 100 in in april it's always like right he's but he's in the test team and it's just like let's just chill out like, just, just calm down. Um, he's got a lovely hundred. Let's watch the highlights and kind of appreciate that. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, he, he may well have a chance. I don't know what the selectors think. And I've, you know, my opinion is as good as yours, but I think he's a beautiful player to watch. Um, and I, of course, I'd love he to is, see yeah. more. And, he uh, is. Yeah, the only thing is, like, you watch the highlights of the, those beautiful cover drives and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. But you know that if he snicks off in the first couple of overs in an England shirt, everyone's all over him for playing a silly shot. But if it comes off, they're all like, what a beautiful player. So um, I don't know. It's up to the selectors, but that's my that's my view. I think just appreciate a great innings for, for what it is for his county. It's so incredible how one shot could be so beautiful and get him so many runs, but it could be the, the cause of his downfall as well, isn't it? Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, Cricket is always going to be a game of ifs and buts. And, you know, uh, people who perform, someone like Ollie Pope, Dom Sibley, Zach Zach Crawley, Dan Lawrence, they've gone really well. And I think they've earned their place in England setup right now. So I think James Wins has to, as as Toby said, that he has to perform consistently. And maybe then in, in next season or season after that, maybe he'll get a chance again. Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say is, yeah, his T20 form has been... Phenomenal. Some of the knocks he played in the Big Bash, um, just incredible innings. And, it, and it's great to see English players doing so well in, in other tournaments like that. It, it's really exciting. So, yeah, there's lots of lots of talented players um, around the, the setup at the moment. Might, might be a bit challenging for him to get into the T20 side, given David Milan's spot is under threat, even though he averages over 50. Strong yeah, I mean, Milan, Milan, what a player. And then again, you could, you could even say that Milan deserves another chance at the test. Um, team but actually I thought he was brilliant in the ashes I was at Perth when he scored that magnificent hundred he showed what it you know on a, on a tricky wicket against Stark running in and you know I think Hazel was you know that that brilliant bowling attack that you guys had and, and he showed some real grit and determination there he shows what he's got what it takes at international level so um yeah I mean there's there's a lot of interesting things happening with English cricket at the moment I don't I don't envy the selectors um and their decision making it must be a tough job yeah particularly around the test format, I feel, with England. I know they're limited over stuff. It's very, very hard to get into their team. But there, are, I think there's a couple of spots open in the test format. So you never know with those players, particularly with some big series coming up. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of big series, um, 
how do you think England will go later this year in the Ashes? Uh, I, know, I know there's a bit of a while to go till then, but mm. do you think you guys uh, are better prepared this time, like um, to put on a better challenge? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I, I'd say Joe Root's got a lot of experience under his belt now. Um, I'd say the India tour would have dented their confidence a bit. Um, I think no matter what you what you say about you know the pitches and, and everything else, it would have been a really tough tour for them. Um, and I think they've been unfairly criticised by a lot of media and people on Twitter because that tour would have been really difficult to go to India in a bio bubble for that long. Um, it's it's difficult, um, and I think that would have dented their confidence to um, to lose that that series. But who knows if they have a, if they have a positive summer. Um, and if they beat India here, then they'll go in with with loads of confidence. Um, and then it just comes down to to how many runs our batsmen could put on the board. I think you know 2010-11. The main reason we won that is because you had Strauss and Cook and and Bell and everyone else piling on the runs, and then the bowlers yeah. weren't under much pressure. Um, but uh, you know, the, uh, if I'm dreaming, I would love to see us win. Jimmy Anderson retire with an Ashes win under his belt away from home. That would be um, well another Ashes win under his belt. That would be pretty special. Any, any plans to travel to Australia during that time? Uh, yeah, working on it, working on it. Um, I'm not sure in what capacity it would be. I, it would, I would love it to be under Cricket District. Um, mm. I think we've, we, uh, that, uh, you know, you asked me about my plans earlier. I forgot to say that I would love to be able to, to travel as Cricket District and produce cool content um, like I have done with the Beautiful Cricket Grounds, but go and play cricket in crazy places and make, make kind of vlog style pieces because I do think that's kind of lacking in the, the YouTube space and I'd love us to be able to, to produce stuff there are some cool i, I know the, the wee cricket guys they're they're based mm. in sussex where i am and they're producing some good stuff and it's i think they've they've kind of been pioneers they've shown that actually there is an audience on youtube that i wasn't really aware of that existed and i'd love to be able to to cater that for that audience as well i think we've got really strong following on facebook and instagram and everything else but i'd love us to be producing a bit more consistent content on youtube and then be able to travel to yeah in maybe india for the t20 world cup australia for the ashes New Zealand for the Women's World Cup next year. I think that would be really cool. Um, but that comes, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm working on it is the answer. But I'd love to be able to, to be producing that kind of YouTube content. And maybe we could get you guys involved if we're, if we're down in the ashes. We could do some fun stuff. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Toby Marriott, congratulations on everything you've achieved so far with the Cricket District. Um, even though you're part of the Barmy Army for a while there got massive respect for you and what you've done um and we look forward to seeing you continue the great work so congratulations so far and, and good luck for the future mate and thank you so much for joining us on the crypt blog podcast no worries guys thank you so much for, for having me and thank you for your, for your kind words of support about cricket district um look forward to catching up again soon looking forward to it thanks mate thank you so much